Today on episode 418 of I Am Salt Lake Podcast, we sit down with local women's coach Kelly Love. On this episode, we talk about why Kelly wanted to get into coaching, the fear she had to deal with when she decided to leave her day job so that she could coach full-time, why she shifted to specializing in becoming a women's coach, and so much more. This is a fun conversation that you will all be able to get some really good advice from. Really fun to have Kelly on the podcast. All right, let's quickly introduce ourselves. My name's Chris Hollifield, and you can follow me on my personal Instagram at Chris Hollifield. And my name's Chrissy Hollifield. You can follow me on my personal Instagram at Lady Salt Lake. I want to welcome back all of our longtime listeners. Thank you so much for joining us again today. But really quick, though, if this is your first time listening to this podcast, you might be asking yourself what it's all about. Well, this podcast is about showcasing awesome people in Salt Lake City. We get to talk to business owners, comedians, authors, tattoo artists, restaurant owners, breweries, distilleries, food truck owners, really anyone who might have a cool story to share. All right, guys, we are really excited about having Wizarding Days as a sponsor for this podcast again this year. This is their third year of Wizarding Days. This is their third year of sponsoring the podcast. So like I always say, when you support our sponsors, you're supporting this podcast. And this year, Wizarding Days will be happening on February 28th and 29th. They will be hosted at the Utah State Fairgrounds. This year, they're excited to have some authors like Sal Valuto, who is a comic illustrator and has worked for DC and Marvel. And they will also have a state of continual performers like magicians, puppeteers, trivia games, and more. This year's theme of Wizarding Days is mythology, and they'll have some new sets and activities where kids can hunt down gods and goddesses. They're also having a cosplay contest this year, which I am personally excited for. You can sign up for the cosplay contest at wizardingdayswithaz.com. And while you're on their website, grab your tickets now for the best price available. They have day passes, family passes, and weekend passes. And I'm excited this year because they're also having a charity Yule Ball on Thursday night, the 27th, from 7 to 10 p.m. They've partnered with Geeked Out Events and Wasatch Wizards and Witches, and all the money that's raised from the event will go directly to charity. You can get a discount by buying an Ultimate Pass, which will get you into the ball as well as the event. All of the information and tickets can be bought directly on their website at wizardingdays.com. That's days with a Z. Again, Wizarding Days is happening February 28th and 29th at the Utah State Fairgrounds. Grab your tickets now for the best price available at wizardingdays.com. That's wizardingdays, days with a Z.com. All right, guys, let's get into this conversation with Kelly Love. Before we do that, though, really quickly, check your phone. Make sure you're subscribed to the podcast and whatever app you're listening to this in right now. That way, every episode, you get it right away and you don't miss a single episode. Uh, You can find all of the information to subscribe at IamSaltLake.com. Here's that conversation with Kelly Love when she came over to our podcast studio. We got to find out her story. This is good, you guys. Enjoy. Where's home? Did you grow up even I from Utah? I grew up Utah? in Salt Lake City. Well, mostly Holiday area, Mill Creek Holiday area. I went to, you know, the schools in Mill Creek and Holiday. And then I really have stayed in Holiday Cottonwood Heights area my whole life. 
it's interesting how uh, so many of us that spent so many of our younger years here in Utah, we probably, because you probably complained about it, right? You probably hated Utah. I'm going to get out of here, but we're still yeah. here, right? Like as adults. I remember in my early 20s, like saving up my money because I was going to move to California. Like that was where I wanted to be. And then throughout the years, I've just grown to love Utah, especially our mountains, right? Yeah. Like, and you yeah. can drive for three hours and go to a canyon down south. It's just gorgeous here. Why would I move? Did you ever move away? Uh, no, I have lived. I was working for a place that had me train for a couple months up in Portland, Oregon. So I lived there for a couple months, but I've never really been outside of Utah as far as living. So, but you've been here and you've loved it now. So you're a coach now, which I want to get into kind of how you got into all of that. But what, like as a kid, what did you want to be growing up? Like, I'm always curious. Like we all have those things. Like me, I wanted to be a police officer. I remember. <laughs> I wanted I to be a, an electrician or like an engineer, yeah. awesome. and, and, which and is then, weird. And then now we're, what we're doing as adults. I mean, did you have any interest in that type of thing? Well, I always wanted to be a teacher. Sure. So, I mean, essentially what I do is teach, right? Like yeah. I'm always teaching through content or working one-on-one or programs. So I don't think that I fell too far away from that. Um, but I believe most of my life I wanted to be a high school teacher, which I don't know why I would ever want to teach high school. But that was what I wanted to be when I was grown up. And you probably weren't even a high school, like the age of, of a high school. <laughs> you're probably no. like, like 10 years like old. I want to I Seven teach. or eight. <laughs> Maybe you're like, I, I want to hang out with the big kids. If I'm a high school yeah, teacher, I can yeah. always be a big kid. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think I had such reverence for my elementary school teachers. Like, I loved school. Growing up, I mm -hmm. loved school. Like, I was a big nerd, you know, all the way growing up. I was straight A student, um, always in all the extracurricular activities. So school was sort of like my place, right? Like to hang out was my safe place. I loved school. So I couldn't imagine not being in school. Oh, that makes sense. That's impressive though. Cause it's kind of hard to grow up and, and enjoy school. What, well, think, what was your favorite subject in school? Uh, I, I really excel in English and the arts, like artsy fartsy type of things. Yeah. And I still do that too, right? Like I obviously through my business, I have to write not the best at grammar. Don't tell anyone. <laughs> Grammar's hard. Uh, in fact, my boyfriend always makes fun of me. He's like, oh, you spelled this wrong. You did it. I'm like, whatever. Is he one like, of the, he's one of those people. <laughs> he, oh. he will correct people on Facebook. And I'm like, do you really have to do that? I don't like, like that. Oh I, I don't gosh, like that. I, I, think, don't I don't think that's good for people's brains when people do that. Point it out to like people. I'm like, it's, do you have to always be right? Like, yeah. just let people be wrong. It's yeah. okay. Yeah. It's hard because I think we don't realize other people are already self-conscious. Yeah. And then when we start pointing out their faults, it just makes them it just sends them even further into being self-conscious and afraid to share themselves. Or especially when you write, think you write like this amazing post, right? Like this is my experience. I'm like, oh my gosh, that was so good. I love that I just wrote that mm -hmm. and I post it and I'm excited about it. And then he's like, oh, by the way, and I'm like, oh, I you can't forgot a comma. <laughs> but then it's funny because those posts that I write from my heart that I don't really care so much about the grammar, the spelling, or if I mess something up, those are the ones like people most engage with. So obviously, like, there's a lot of people that don't care about grammar just as much as I don't. Well, totally. you, you got to get yourself out there. I mean, I was pointing out to Chrissy. I was like, well, look at this. You were doing a Facebook Live a couple of hours ago. I was like, yeah. look at this. Yeah. She's coming on the podcast here in a couple hours. She's already getting on here and doing a Facebook Live, which I have a hard time doing those type of things. There's something weird about it to me. Is that, I mean, was that hard for you to start doing like even like putting yourself out there with a Facebook Live? Yeah, definitely in the beginning. I was terrified. I... 
and I was very comfortable in doing it in a group setting. So like we have Facebook groups, you guys have mm-hmm. one, yeah. right? And yeah. so I was very comfortable in doing it in my Facebook group, my very first Facebook group. I had a business coach about 18 months ago that was like, if you really want to be seen and you want people to start paying attention, you got to get on Facebook Live. And I just forced myself. I just kept showing up, kept showing up. And half the time, you guys, I will literally just get an idea for a topic and then I'll just show up and talk about it. And I don't even know what comes out of my mouth. Half the time I'll like, <laughs> oh, that was really good or other times like whatever you know but yeah i don't know you just kind of get over the fear of it i have a harder time i think recording a podcast really which i know can be edited Mm -hmm. or like the other day i was asked to do a video for a local um space here locally because i'm doing a workshop there they're like oh just do a one minute video i had a harder time it took me an hour to record that video when i could just pop on a facebook live and get that thing done in 10 minutes why why do you think that is because i thrive off the energy of the Ah. of the other people so like anytime someone comments or says hi or they're watching i just act like i'm talking to them like and you're getting that immediate feedback so it keeps you like motivated to keep going yeah it gives me more inspiration yeah whereas like this situation i guess you have us to talk to but if True. you're just talking at a camera by yourself with like no interaction that's horrible that's a horrible thing to do See, it's really difficult and my brain would freeze up yeah like i have to if when i when i've done the few facebook lives that i've done i have to write down my notes you know and everything <laughs> and, and like i want to start doing some facebook lives of this podcast right like fun. i want to start doing like these type of situations do some video yeah, uh, we're still figuring. I'm not a video Gosh, we expert. We could do though. it right I'm, now. Well, we I'm, could I'm, set up the tripod yeah, we, we, we and stream right could, now. Right? We, we could. <laughs> Let's but, just do it, man. Um, <laughs> no, well, let's. I mean, I, I was just curious. I mean, basically, the point is that you put yourself out there. Yeah. And uh, I think it's awesome Thank that you. you do that. You, you're welcome. Um, so let's let's back up a little bit here uh, before we get distracted with this Facebook Live situation. <laughs> it's an interesting topic. A lot of our listeners might not be familiar with you and, who, and you know who you are. Uh, you and I have been Facebook friends for it's been a few years, I think. Yeah, I think now. so. Uh, I've kind of watched a lot of your journey and a lot of things that you have going on. You seem like a really cool person. Like I was like, I got to get to know her a little bit better and and bring her through here and and, and bring her on the podcast. You're a coach. What got you into wanting to be a coach? I've co like that takes a special type of person. I yeah, I think so. I mean, first of all, I always I always say this. Like I didn't start this wanting to do what I do for a living. Like I went through a really difficult time. I did all this self-work, you know, I went through this big self-love journey, you know, back in 2012 to 2016. I had all these amazing experiences. I did a lot of work on myself and I was hiking. And actually at the time I decided I was going to be a coach, I didn't have an active social media account. You guys, I didn't have an active Facebook or an active Instagram account. Um, I think I had one friend on my Facebook. Like I just didn't, I didn't (laughs) even know. I didn't even really use Facebook. I had no idea. But I love to tell the story because this was my experiences. I was hiking. Hiking is something I love to do. It's something I love to do with friends. I love to do it alone. It's just sort of my place to just get recharged and just feel really good or whatever. And I was hiking. And at the end of my hike, I was doing some journaling. And it was like, oh, you went through all these transformative experiences. Why are you not sharing this with other people? And it was sort of like a lightning bolt moment of like, oh, my gosh, like, I totally should be. And so I just started, you know, I started adding friends on Facebook. I started following other quotation quote coaches and quotations, you know, just trying to figure out what this whole thing was all about. 
little by slowly, like people would just come to me and, hey, will you coach me? Yeah, I would love to. And so I really didn't know what I was doing. I didn't study under anyone um, other than I did have a mentor that I had been working with for a few years at this point, but he wasn't a coach. So it was just sort of interesting how it all evolved. And then, of course, I hired someone to help me. And you know how it goes. You invest in programs and you get sort of in the middle of things and you just figure it out. And that's sort of been my journey. But it didn't really start as like, oh, I'm going to make money doing this thing. Like I just was like, oh my gosh, this would be really cool to share with other people. And you said something before recording the podcast. You said, if I'm not having fun, I don't want to do it anymore. And that has been my experience. Like the more fun I have, the better off I am, you know, and the first two years I was working a full-time job and it's been almost, it's like 14 months or 15 months or something since I left my full-time job. And now I've been able to do it full-time and it's just been a result of like me keep showing up and just having fun and just sharing my message. And and, so and I remember, rad. I remember uh, reading on Facebook when you left your job and, and you were doing all of this full-time and I go, that is so rad. Yeah. You know, and a lot of props to you for realizing that like there's nothing wrong with making some money doing yeah. coaching people like you realized hey people come to me they want it they want my services I'm working this other full-time job and it's like how can I make this work because a lot of times people forget that like we have bills to pay right like right. we have things to do we have things that we want to spend our time on whether it's you know husbands or wives or relationships or kids mm-hmm. and so these people that are just like oh can i you know just take you out to lunch and pick your brain you know and it's like well yeah. that doesn't pay the it's bills so easy right? to be well meaning and want to learn from someone without realizing that you are taking away from their livelihood possibly yeah you know? Absolutely. And I've had to learn how to have strong personal boundaries with that of like, what is a friendship look like to me? What is coaching relationship look yeah. like to me? You know, and also be like mindful of like, hey, this is what I do for a living. And I've had to, you know, just really brush up on my own communication skills of like communicating in a kind but firm way, like, hey, I would love to help you out. And a lot of people, if they can't afford it, that's why we offer free content, right? Like, that's why we have the Facebook groups. That's why, Mm -hmm. gosh, I do so many free classes. Like, I'm probably doing at least one a month of a free challenge or a free class. Like, anyone can learn just by watching a ton of my videos, and they do. But if they want to go deeper, if they want a, you know, structured program, then I'm happy to help them. It, it did take me a little bit of time to figure out, hey, you know what? Like I can't keep doing this full-time thing and continue to support my clients. It's not fair to them. It's not fair to me. I'm putting a lot of love and energy and time into what I'm doing because it's not only the one-on-one. I do classes. I do, I write programs. Like I do a lot that goes into helping somebody transform. And so, yeah, just honoring that and honoring my boundaries and then taking the leap of faith and going, you know what? I've been doing this long enough. I'm pretty sure I know what I'm doing for the most part and I'm okay with like failing and figuring it out. And I failed a lot too, you know, and just picking myself back up and like, okay, what didn't work? What worked? And now we pivot. Was that scary for you when you left your job? Hell yeah, it was scary. Like I, you <laughs> I know. I mean, I guess that was kind of a silly I had a, a terrifying thing to do. Yeah. I had my perfect job on paper. Like it was the job that I'd been working for. I was a project manager. So I was, I'd been working to be a project manager and have the title of it for many years at that point. I got it. They gave me this amazing sign on bonus. I mean, I felt really guilty leaving because I only stayed for 10 months, but it was literally the most, one of the most difficult decisions I think I've ever made in my life of like, okay, these guys are nice to me. They love me. I've got all the things I need. But this is not 
what I'm supposed to be doing. I know I'm supposed to be doing this coaching thing full time, but I was too scared. What was it that made the final push? Like, was there something or maybe there wasn't? I think it was a series of things. I mean, these, my last employer was really good to me. So I can't say, oh, they were the worst, you know, and Mm -hmm. that's why I left. I think it was just like, and I say this to other people too, like eventually if you know something in your soul that you're supposed to be doing and you're not doing it, it gets more painful to stop, like to ignore that, right? Like for me, it just became increasingly more painful, emotionally painful for me to ignore that than it did for like me to just have a little faith in myself and have a little faith in the universe that things were just going to work out. And then I thought, you know, I can always go get another job. I know how to work for other people. So Uh if worse comes to worse and I run through my savings, hey, you know what? I'll just go get another job and it'll be all you know, all good. And if yeah. you mentioned something there that I was going to kind of lead into. You mentioned a savings. So, I mean, you kind of were preparing for it. A it wasn't, little bit. Uh, and, I had and, a little savings. I didn't have, you know, I wanted to have three or four months yeah. of income. I didn't. I had like one month. Just, but I was wow. like, nope, you know what? I'm just taking the leap of faith. Just because I know a lot of people listening, uh, you know, whether they, you know, Utah, we're full of entrepreneurs. It, it everybody like, wants you know? to go off and start their own and, thing, you know? Yeah. You know, people yeah. don't realize like you got your ducks in a row, right? Yep. Your savings, you got to figure out your mentally, you got to even figure out, uh, you planning know, and preparation planning and preparation. And there's a lot of even uh, hidden things like you got to, you know, okay, well, what are you going to do for health insurance? Yep. What are you going to, you know, you, you don't get vacation days anymore. Nope. You, <laughs> you know, are you going to travel holiday? Do you got kids? You got a relationship, yep. boyfriend, girlfriend, husband and wife. It's, yeah. There's a lot of factors. Well, someone I like to follow, Gary V. I don't know if you guys yeah. know him. Um, he always Vee, yeah. says like, you know, and I, and I really took this to heart the first two years in my business is I would get up really early in the morning to create content mm-hmm. and then I would go to my full-time job. And so I put that as a priority. And then anytime I had downtime at work, I would work on my business. So like people that want to start businesses, I'm always like, what can you do? Well, other people are at the water cooler talking, get your work done and then use that time wisely. Like what I did for two years is I used that time to plant seeds and build relationships and build my audience. And I mean, I still really didn't know what I was doing, but I kept making those connections because people buy from people they like, know, and trust. So those two years of me working a full-time job was super, super critical because I was able to have the security of this full-time job, but then I used that time wisely by building those relationships and and still just getting my message out there, you know? Because as you know, having a podcast, yeah. it takes years to build content. It, mm-hmm. it does. And it takes years to build an audience, especially if you're not like a Kardashian or <laughs> yeah, uh, right? you know, Joe Rogan or something right. that already has this huge yep. audience. You know, because a lot of people even forget that. They're like, oh, well, why does Joe Rogan have, you know, millions of listeners? Well, he has a history. He has an audience. Like you and I, we've we've had to kind of build ourselves yep. up to where we're from and, and what where we're at right now. We didn't we're not like actors yeah. or, or right. And I think or, the biggest thing people don't uh, realize, they see people like you or like us or Joe Rogan, you know, I mean very different uh, levels, right. obviously. But you you think, oh, that person just got lucky. Oh, they're so successful. They you know, but they don't see the 10, 20 years yeah. of no. effort that you've put into mm-hmm. it building it. There's no such thing as overnight success. No. It doesn't exist. I love that you said that there was a meme that I posted the other day that was like the iceberg, right? And underneath, like underneath the waterline, you see this little iceberg on top and it's like 
trophies, awards, success, accomplishments. And then underneath it's like late nights, early mornings, <laughs> um, missing out on things, uh, you know. FOMO. <laughs> yeah, discipline. I mean, it took me so much discipline this last year. I've sort of been a little bit relaxed, but for two years I was super disciplined. Every Sunday I'd sit down and plan my content out and I would figure out what I'm going to talk about. And, you know, I mean, I would really, really make the best use of my time. So when anyone says, well, I don't have time to start a business, I'm like, bullshit. <laughs> yeah. You know, Fine I mean, time. excuse my language, <laughs> no, but like no, I no, found really. time and I think that with anything that's important to us is we find the time, you know, we make things that are important to us a priority and we all have the same amount of minutes in a day. You know, how are you going to spend those minutes? A lot for two years we were talking about, um, you know, before we were recording the podcast, we were talking about watching TV. Yeah. For two years, I didn't watch TV, you guys, unless I was really, really sick, you know? So, I didn't spend time on social media. I didn't spend time watching, you know, the Kardashians. I was building my business, you know. This episode of the podcast is sponsored by Momentum Electric. All right, I am Salt Lake Podcast listeners. We got a brand new sponsor for this episode, so we need to have you go give them some extra love and tell them thank you for sponsoring this episode. Momentum Electric, which you can find at MomentumElectricSLC.com. Momentum Electric is your local Salt Lake City electrical company with over 10 years of experience from Kevin and his team. At Momentum, you can always trust their employees and the work that they do, some of the services that they offer. Maybe you need to get some wall outlets. Let me tell you what, they can do that. Maybe you need to change out or add some can lighting. They can do that. Maybe you want to change out devices. Well, they can do that. Maybe you want to change out your electrical panel and service equipment at your house. They can do that. Did you just get yourself a brand new electric vehicle and now you need to install an EV charger? Well, they can do that. If it has to do with electrical, chances are Momentum Electric can help you out. Momentum believes in following the National Electric Code and doing the finest work to make your home more beautiful and more efficient. Momentum Electric has fair pricing and they will never try and sell you on something that you don't need or doesn't work for your situation. They will always listen to your needs and help you to solve your issues in the best way possible. Momentum will always treat you with the utmost respect because they want to create a lifelong relationship with you. Their website, again, MomentumElectricSLC.com. Head on over to the website. You can schedule an estimate. Or better yet, just give Kevin a call. This is going to be the easiest. 801-580-2430. That way he can give you an estimate for your job and you can find out what it would be like to work with him. Again, his website, MomentumElectricSLC.com or give Kevin a call. 801-580-2430. And many thanks to Momentum Electrical for sponsoring this episode of the podcast. You specialize now currently in, in like uh, women, uh, uh, business women, spiritual women. I was reading on your website. Yeah. Uh, I'll let you kind of even share a little bit of that. But you were you started as a relationship coach and then kind of morphed into that, which is I mean, and that's just all part of the journey, too, is mm-hmm. figuring out where your strong points are and yeah. figure out who who could really benefit from you. Uh, like what was the reason behind the relationship coaching? What, like what led you there at first, I guess? 
So, well, I first started out as a self, self-love self coach, and I say that in quotations, like there's a million of that, right? Like everybody's a self-love coach. Because that's what you were searching but after, right? That yeah, was yeah, yeah. what I had just gone through, right? And so um, I was wanting to teach what I had just experienced, and so it only was appropriate for that. But as I started getting deeper and deeper into it, and I, I really love studying relationships. Um, I love studying relationship dynamics. I have a history. I was working with a mentor for two years, studying dynamics of relationships. And mostly that came from my own inability to have healthy relationships. Like I think that the best way for me to learn sometimes is to teach it, right? Like this Oh, yeah. Um, you know, I love I love teaching things that I'm still learning. So I did that. And, you know, through the summer this year, I just really felt like, you know what, this is just not what is lighting me up anymore. And I am a firm believer that like things have to light you up. Like I don't want to be pushed by motivation. I want to be pulled by inspiration. And so um, what always has inspired me throughout you know, at least these three years and beyond is really loving my spiritual practice and really tuning more into like, you know, manifestation and how did I create my business? Because I have so many women that come to me, how did you do this? How did you do that? And, you know, I'll get to share that. And I really thought, you know, what? I really need to be sharing more about that. And as I was a relationship coach, the dozens and dozens of women that I've coached, not only did they straighten out their relationships, but they also started to manifest these amazing experiences, you know, like a Disneyland trip and a, a, a raise, you know, $7,000, $8,000 raise with a dream job. And like these other things started to happen for them. And it really hit me that, again, you know, everything is an inside job. As we straighten out on the inside, straighten out spiritually, things in our life start to just almost become magical because yeah. we're actually just we're, we're shifting we're growing we're learning we're able to receive and all these amazing opportunities come into our lives and so i was like you know what that lights me up talking about that and throughout relationship coaching i'd always talked about that anyways it was almost like half talking about relationships half talking about spirituality i'm like why don't I just go all in and talk about spirituality and how I created my dream life and how I manifested these things and how I've helped other women and, and you know, some tips and tricks to be able to help other people do the same. Yeah. And when you say spirituality, it's not necessarily religion. Oh, no, not, religious. not at all. Yeah. Yeah. I grew up, surprisingly, I uh, grew up in Utah, but not as a member of the church. You didn't so, grow Mormon. No, no, no. I actually grew up Lutheran. And so... Um, but I was very religious growing up as well. And so I learned through that and then also sort of being an outsider, not being a part of the church. I learned that because um, I was excluded a lot because I wasn't Mormon. I, I, I was curious. If Especially you, yeah. 10, 20 years ago. Wow. Yeah. It was a lot different. It was way different. And, you know, I learned how to be very inclusive and just love people where they're mm. at. And so, yeah, I would say spirituality for me, it's nothing to do with religion. It's a connection with whatever's out there. I don't even know half the time, right? I just know it's a feeling. I know there's good things happen. Maybe it's love. You know, it's just like, yeah, I like to say I believe in energy. Yes. You know, I there's love... positive energy, negative energy. I can get down with that. Yeah. I can get down with that. I, and I think spirituality, you're yeah. like completely different than religion. Well, a lot of people throw the whole spirituality thing around a little bit. And I always wonder, like, what do they mean by that? It probably yeah. means you know? like 10 Because every, yeah. everything kind of yeah. has a little bit different. But right. but I think I think we all kind of have a general idea of what it means. You know, I was just kind of curious where... 
<laughs> where you were going with well, that. Well, I think it's know? subjective, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. It's like a connection with your, maybe even just your higher self or, or this internal, you know, part of you. And and I like what you said, Chrissy, everything is energy. You know, maybe it's just that you get good vibes. I mean, people talk about good vibes only, you know what good vibes are, you yeah. know what negative vibes are. Yeah. So you know, it really is subjective, but I think that people that have a little bit of spirituality in their life, whether it's nature is their spirituality or their church. That's my church. A lot of the time, Sunday mornings, I'll be hiking, right? So, you know, I get that feeling of connectedness, that feeling of love, the feeling of like, all is well, you know, and I really think that each person gets to define that for themselves. That's really cool. I like that you, you know, that you kind of focus on uh, helping people recharge their own unique way. Like Mm -hmm. everybody has a different way that helps them connect with themselves. And that's, that's a really cool thing that I think we all need to remember about each other, too. You know, I love talking about Subarus, Chrissy, so I am really excited to let you guys know that this episode of the podcast is brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru. Remember, when you support our sponsors, you are directly supporting this podcast. The Love Promise program is what makes Subaru and Mark Miller Subaru so special. The love promise means being more than just a car company. It's Mark Miller Subaru's vision to show love and respect to all people at every interaction with Subaru. Mark Miller Subaru is dedicated to making the world a better place. And Subaru of America actually selected Mark Miller Subaru as the country's 2018 Love Promise Retailer of the Year. This is actually the most distinguished award Subaru of America awards each year and is only given to one Subaru retailer throughout the entire country. Mark Miller's Subaru was selected for this award because of Mark Miller Subaru's unique and strategic approach to supporting charitable causes right here in Utah. While Mark Miller Subaru has donated a sizable amount of money over the years, that's not all they do. Mark Miller Subaru develops deep and meaningful partnership with charities to make real change in our community. So whether you're buying a car at Mark Miller Subaru or you're just getting some service done, you're helping Mark Miller Subaru leave a mark on the lives of others in our local community right here in Salt Lake City. And Mark Miller Subaru has two convenient locations for you to visit. Mark Miller Subaru Midtown is at 3535 South State Street, Salt Lake City, Utah. This is the one that Chris and I personally use for all of our Subaru needs. And Mark Miller Subaru Southtown is at 10920 State Street in Sandy, Utah. All right, I'm going to challenge you guys to go test drive a Subaru today. I'm serious. I really think you're going to like it. I really think you're going to get one if you don't have one yet, because I couldn't imagine living here in Utah without our Subaru. Again, go visit them at their Midtown or Southtown locations. And many thanks to Mark Miller Subaru for sponsoring this episode of the podcast. So who would be your ideal client then? Like who would be mostly women? Um, I have coached a couple men that just, you know, obviously really drawn to my message. I've, I've helped a few men over the years really, you know, create amazing things in their lives, but mostly women, women, I would say from the ages of 25 to 45, I think the my whole shtick is sort of woo woo women, which woo woo is like a term for spirituality and want more, right? We all want more out of our lives. Some of us don't know what that is, right? 
for me, um, people think, oh, if I just have more money, I'll be happy. If I have this relationship, I'll be happy. And so what I really teach is that you can be happy now. You can really get rid of all of these things that are blocking you from just being okay in your own skin, being your authentic self, because that's when the magic happens. When you start loving yourself and you show up in your power, your authentic self, that's when things start to happen for you, right? And so, um, you know, the manifestations come as a result of that. So you can decide to find that in whatever way is best fitting for you. Some people, they like to just journal. Some people like to meditate. Some people like to, you know, go to spiritual classes. Like you get to decide whatever that is, but I want you to tap more into that place because that's where, you know, that heart center space, that's where all of the the things that you want in your life come from. Like it's just really wanting to feel better about yourself or better about life. How do you like help women who come to you and don't know what recharges them? If someone comes and they're like, I don't know what motivates me, like what's it? How do you help people kind of figure out their baseline, what they should follow? That I love that question. Um, It's definitely going to be different for everyone because everybody is a different starting point. Like you said, some people are like, oh my gosh, I have no idea. Right. Like I just did a program about this, like helping women uncover it. But a lot of it is like, what actually brings you joy? Mm -hmm. What? Well, I don't know. Well, then we go try a bunch of different things, right? Trying this, trying that, whatever is starting to light you up. And then we do more of that. Because it is going to be different for every single person. Not everybody wants to be a coach. Thank God, right? (laughs) But some people want, like I had a client that wanted to be an interior designer. She was always doing DIY projects and she was just really amazing at it. And she was like, well, I can't do that for a living. I'm like, are you kidding me? Like, are you joking? You How can many go realtors to- would pay you to come stage the it's homes? Absolutely. I mean, that's like a very good business. And so yeah. I was like, that is a clue for what light that lights you up. What do you spend your time on the weekends doing when, when you don't have anything going on? Do you go to crafting fairs? Do you do, you know, do you look through interior design magazines? Do you want to pl- help you, your friends plan their, their wedding? Like there's all sorts of things that, Pay attention to that stuff. Those are the things that light you up and you should be doing. I'm sure like you got involved in podcasting, Chris, and you were like, oh, I love (laughs) this. But it takes some time to explore those things. Right, for sure. That's what I was going to say. I say the exact same thing to people that uh, I hear want to start a podcast or they'll come to me and they're like, well, what should I podcast about? Or it's like, well, what? what do you love? What can't you stop talking about? What do you find yourself talking to your buddies about or your girlfriends about and your significant, significant others? Like quit talking about that, right? Like shut up. People (laughs) And that's what you should do a podcast about. What do people avoid you at a party? That's what lights your fire. (laughs) Yes. So I, I, but or, or what or what are you interested in? I guess I mean it's not yeah. like, like even when I started this podcast, it wasn't like I was this expert on Salt Lake, right? Like, but through the years, I've become more familiar and more uh, knowledgeable on that. Which I'm sure you can say the same thing with with clients of yours. Uh, Absolutely, with what, you, what I mean, you're doing. Three years ago, I wouldn't be able to do what I was doing at like digging in the way that I can dig, right? And you know, it just was a series of, oh, I'd work with one client and see what works and then, you know, work with another. And then I'd put together a program and I'd see who was succeeding and who was not really caring. And I I just, everything is all about pivoting. You just continue to pivot. What is working? Okay, we're going to do more of that. And what is not working? We're going to let that go. Right. And the same is when you're starting out on this path is what it, what is really lighting you up? What do you get excited about? What 
If you're going to do something and you're like, oh, it's my day off, what is that thing that you're going to do that you're so excited about? You should probably do that thing more often. And even if you can't do it for a business, that can certainly give you clues to sort of the direction that you should be moving, right? Like my client that wanted to do interior design, she couldn't just quit her job (laughs) and just be an interior designer, but she started to be like really lit up about that. So she found out a school that she could go to and then now she's you know transitioning out of her job into that world and it just gave her that clue into what really lights her up and, and i think one thing we need to realize in in an I'd be curious if either one of you, your feedback here is it's okay to change the mm-hmm. things that light us up. Like, oh, yeah. like I know one thing, even with you, Chrissy, like you're like, oh, I want to do the keto diet again, but like, you're afraid to tell me. And it's like, well, you don't have to be afraid. Like once you say it, it doesn't well, make it concrete. Like we should be allowed to change our thoughts. Yes. We should be allowed to change the things that get us excited. Like even with you changing from focusing on relationships to women. Sorry, go ahead. No, and you're good. Yeah. I was just going to say the reason I was afraid to like express that I was going to try it again is because I'm the type of person I get excited by so many things. But that's not bad though. No. But but it does get old for people around me where I'm like, oh my gosh, I want to do this more. Oh my gosh, I want to do this more. I want to do this. I want to do this. And I have like 50 million things that I absolutely love and I want to do all of them, but there's no possible way. So I just talk about them all the time, you know, (laughs) like I don't want to drop the idea of one because that's sad, even though I'm not actually following through with it. Yeah, but then you can just do it for a while and then see how it works and then do something else. I mean, I was super pumped about self-love in the beginning. And then I was like, well, I really like relationships. And they were so, you know, intertwined. And it really scared me to go in this new direction because I was like, oh, my God, I've created my branding. (laughs) Kelly Love. I have supposed to be a love coach, a dating coach. I... Oh my God, I'd built my identity around this name, this brand. And I was so afraid, even though it wasn't lighting me up. And I could tell it because I wasn't making, you know, my my income started to drop. And yeah. it's because I'm not excited. Other people are not excited they, they to feel, work they with. They feel it. Totally. They feel it. People can feel it. And so as soon as I was just like, nope, I'm going to take a few weeks to sort of like gather my thoughts, um, take some space. And I came back and I was like, I love relationships and I'm still going to be talking about them, but I I'm really going to focus on this other thing instead. It was terrifying because I was like, oh my gosh, I'm totally screwing up my brand. Nobody's going to want to work with me, you know, which is so not true because of course I have clients continue to sign up with me and some of them come to me for relationships still, which I'm like, okay, I am totally happy to help you with that because for me, it's all changing the inside stuff. I know that as I work with them and we change what's going on inside of them and you know, what's stopping them from living their best life, I guess, then all the relationship stuff changes too and shifts too. And then the business stuff comes too, like it all comes. But it was super scary for me to make that change because I had thought, oh my gosh, this is my identity now. And I'm not allowed to change. I'm Kelly Love. And it's like, nope, you know what? I am allowed to change. And I'm going to talk about what lights me up. And maybe in a year, I'll go back to, you know, talking about relationships. I am not going to restrict myself in that way. And let me guess, it went smooth, right? Not, not a lot of like pushback, right? You said you were nervous and you were fearful. Like no one probably even said anything, right? No, like it was just like, it, everybody just loves you. Keeps, you know, yeah. You're awesome. And this is great. We support you. Absolutely. In fact, <laughs> if anything happened, I think that new women that had been following me started to engage with me more and yeah. they started to really 
love what I was doing, the new direction. And so I almost, I don't want to say created a new audience, but I definitely had a new pool of women come in that are like, oh my gosh, I love what you're doing, right? And I want to be a part of it. What's been like the most rewarding thing? I know that's a pretty basic mm-hmm. question, but but has there been like one or two things that just been like the ultimate with everything that you're doing? Like I'd that really say the messages yeah. that I get, like yeah. even from when I had the podcast, you know, people like, oh, you changed my life with this. Like I would say the most rewarding thing though is to take a, a woman from one point where she's feeling, you know, in this emotional hell, she's tired, she's exhausted, she's overwhelmed, she's she wants more out of her life. She just oh, she just doesn't know how to quite get there or she doesn't have the guts to to do it herself. And then, you know, in four months or three months later after we've worked together for a few months, yeah. she's lit up about something. She's excited about life. She's telling me all these wonderful things. She's sending me message saying, thank you. Like I'm getting choked up just talking about that. Like that's what I live for. And that's why I started doing what I was doing is because I loved that transformation. I loved Oh, you know, and it's not just about the messages. Like I believe me, I get plenty of messages that are not nice too. And that's fun really? to deal with. Yeah. But seeing those clients go from one place to the, you know, a place where they want to be is just rewarding. And you probably just eat up that energy oh, and it just, yeah. it just, it just feeds you. I love it. Uh, you mentioned not nice. I mean, I would imagine just yeah. trolls on the internet. Just right? trolls, yeah, 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 people yeah. that are like, how do you, you know, keep your spirits up during that? Because I mean, even for me, like sometimes, I mean, it's taken it's years it to, to build a barrier up and, and yeah. not let it get to you. Or like, especially back to like you were saying, Facebook lives and all this and that. And then even back to the grammar thing, right? Like, yeah. it's like these people, they come along, they think that they're just, oh, they're doing something nice. And it's like, it kind of tears people down. And, and, and how do you handle that? Like, I think it used to happen a lot more in the beginning. Uh-huh. And maybe it was just, it was, for me, it was an opportunity to, really realize like, I'm not doing this for other people. Truthfully, I'm doing this work for myself. Mm -hmm. Like, and that sounds really selfish, but I'm doing this so that I can um, be in alignment with who I am. And then I'm serving other people as a result of that. And so just really keeping that in the forefront of my mind. But I still get messages from time to time. I got one right before Christmas that was like, if you know, if you dolled yourself up more when you went on Facebook Live, more people would watch. And this woman was trying to be nice, but I just. It was from a woman. Wow. And it was women a woman. Women are meaner to women than Yeah. Men are and to it women. was from a woman who had been following me for a while and, you know, always is trying to engage with me and whatever. But. At this point, I just really ignore them and move on. It depends on the message. I mean, if it's someone that I just am like, well, she was trying to be nice and I just ignore it. But if it's someone that like they're really attacking me, I mean, that's what the block feature is for. And I have no Uh problem blocking people on Facebook. It's just I don't want that energy. I don't want that energy in my inbox. You Mm -hmm. know, my energy is really important. And like I can't stop other people from doing or saying what they're going to say, but I I can if I block them. Yeah, like, I don't have to subject myself. Yeah, to why? It. Why would yeah. I do that? Yeah, you like know? what what comes into me? I mean, that's really important on on Facebook, uh, especially. I want to back up a little bit. We you we were mentioning back in the we were talking you being a relationship coach. Uh, now you were probably helping people all over, not just Utah, or was it a lot of yes. Salt Lake City and Utah people that you? I were, have a fair amount in Utah. I was um, just wondering how, like, that's got to be because, like, I went through a divorce when I was thirty-five, and, and the dating scene is just ridiculous here. <laughs> yes. Like, it's horrible. It is. It, it is. And, and granted, I don't have a lot of um, 
a lot of experience in other cities, but I was wondering if you've heard any feedback, like differences between Salt Lake City compared to other cities. Oh, absolutely. And also, it feels like here you're either a partier or you're in recovery. And I'm in recovery. I've been in recovery for several years now. Um, So dating for me before I met my boyfriend was extremely difficult because it's like we either get chit-faced or – we're going to church every Sunday. Or if you're yeah. sober, then you must be LDS and you don't, which I'm neither. So it was mm-hmm. really, like really difficult. Boring. You don't like to have fun. Yeah. You know? I had yeah. so many guys that did not want to go on a second date with me because I didn't drink. And for me, I'm just like, okay, cool. Like whatever. Like if you want to drink, that's fine. I, Cause I don't care. It's not a, I don't, I'm not putting it in my body, but you can do whatever you want. Yeah. Right. Um, so for me, it was a little challenging. I do have some clients where it's challenging, um, but I'd say on the whole, I think dating is just challenging in general because people are just, it's awkward and yeah. you're just trying to figure it out. And my clients are all over, right? Like yeah. I even had a client in Ireland and she, um, you know, she was actually going through a divorce. So it was a little bit different. She wasn't quite dating yet, but everywhere in the United States, it was awkward and it was hard, you know, but I think at the end of the day, what it really comes down to is just you being true to yourself. And as you both know, as you became more and more of yourself and you just didn't really care, you started to click with the right people. Right. And so it just, it becomes easy in that way because you're like, oh, I'm actually clicking with this person. And I also tell people you're only going to probably marry or be with one person. So You're going to go on a lot of dates that are going to yeah. maybe suck, but that gives you feedback about what you want and what you don't want. We were exactly. we were just actually talking about this the other night, weren't we? Yeah, I think like, last uh, night we were it, it, it was one thing I remember, you know, I was when I was going through my divorce and I was living on my own, I was single. You know, my mom kept telling me, Chris, it only takes one. It mm-hmm. only takes one. And, you know, so often we get caught up, we get depressed and we, we you know, we, we I don't want to get out of bed. And it's like we need to use those moments to work on ourselves, yeah. to read, because that one person, like all of a sudden, Chris, who came along for me. And it is it's hard. Oh, my gosh. Salt Lake City is a very hard yeah. city to date in. I've been out of it. Gosh. Over four years now. Yeah, I guess four it's been years. that we've been together. But you do but, when you're when you're dating, you spend a lot of energy focusing on that like how you know instead of focusing on yourself and then people who like who you are will be attracted to you absolutely and that's the key to all of it right like when i'm coaching on relationships that's why the inner work is so important of just like loving yourself and at least liking yourself you know because then what happens is you start to like yourself then you feel better then you start to explore new things that you like you know also what i see is people you know, not that dating apps are bad, they're not bad, but utilize them in a in a good way instead of being obsessed about, you know, the people that you're matching with or whatever, just like anything can be used as a tool, including dating apps. But what I also like to tell women is you can't sit at home and expect, you know, Prince Charming <laughs> to come knock on your door. Even if it's the pizza delivery guy, you won't even recognize him because you're so in your loathing and self-pity you got to get up off the couch go do something that's fun do something that you like even go to your friend's party or whatever it is you never know who you're gonna meet but you have to get off the couch you have to do something you have to put yourself in situations where you're gonna meet new people you know may not be that you meet your love you know your one and only at that podcast retreat but you certainly you certainly <laughs> yeah. might meet his brother the friend and then they yeah. connect yeah, you and yeah. then they invite you or out and- you could accidentally meet like another lady friend who is the coolest person in the world along the Absolutely. way and then all of a sudden you're like oh my gosh how did you how did i not know the yep. existed my whole life you know well, you open up you don't your know world what you find. 
Yeah, yeah you expand. You expand mm-hmm. your world, you know. And that's what I was saying back to business, too. Like, you know, the first two years, I just took every opportunity to get in front of people and hang out with people because it wasn't about me pitching. It was about building those relationships because a lot of people will, like, just start following me and they like me, but they'll never buy from me. And that's totally okay, but they'll recommend somebody. To yeah, you come. don't know who they know. Yeah. And, you know, it's all about connecting with other people. And the same thing with dating. You know, yeah. it's like if you put yourself out there, you're doing your thing, you're loving life, you're definitely going to attract the right person. Totally. Let's uh, switch gears to Salt Lake City since we were talking about dating in Salt Lake City. Let's go in the direction of uh, family and friends, right? We have family and friends that visit us here in Salt Lake and Utah. Maybe they're from California. Maybe they're from the East Coast. And they're like, give me the tour. What's the Kelly Love Tour? I imagine the mountains, right? If you're into Always hiking, the mountains. The hiking, yeah. Yes. It, I definitely would love to take them hiking. There's a couple spots I like to go personally that I think are a little easier Especially for those people that are not very familiar with hiking, um, I like to go up to Lake Solitude. I think that that's really a good, easy three-mile hike, you know, um, very scenic. I also like to go up Mill Creek, usually Salt Lake Overlook. That's a really nice one. Um, So those are a few of my favorite places to go hiking. Of course, I go, you know, wherever, whenever whenever someone's saying, hey, let's go hiking. Okay, great, you know. Um, do you go year round hiking? Are I you like, do, do you yeah. snowshoe and stuff too? I no? haven't gotten into snowshoeing, but I do have the crampons or whatever. I, so. And I don't know anything yeah, about snowshoeing, so but I, I got I, those for Christmas. Are those like cleats? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It, okay. Like, it seems like something I could get into. I don't know. It's I very actually, low impact, right? <laughs> yeah. It, it's actually great. I yeah. We use them. My boyfriend and I went to Zion's last February uh-huh. and it, half of it was Angel's Landing. Half of it was covered in snow. So we brought those along and we actually needed it to get up to the top of Zion oh, or wow. Angel's Landing at Zion. So yeah, I love to hike. It doesn't matter where it's at. I'm not I, I want to say I'm not like a super mountain woman where I'm like backpacking or doing like terribly long hikes, but I, I definitely get out quite a bit to hike. Do you ever like think about hiking the Appalachian Trail? No. Because <laughs> I, I got some friends out there that are that have doing that in bits and pieces and if it's been it was fun enjoyable, to listen to that story. <laughs> if it was enjoyable, yes, absolutely. Yeah. But I also believe that if I'm going to do something and it starts to become not fun, yeah. then I'm not going to want to do it anymore. Because doing stuff that's not fun is no fun. No. <laughs> <laughs> what about what about uh, favorite local eating spots, right? Like we all got one or two yeah. like places that we love to go to or take our friends to. So there's this place that my boyfriend and I have really been going a lot lately. It's called Ginzu Shabu Shabu. It's a Jap, I think it's Japanese where they have these bowls of broth, different flavored broths, and they bring out just uncooked veggies and uncooked very thinly slices, you know, of pork and of beef. And you cook the um, beef, the the pork, the veggies in the broth. broth. Yeah, yeah. And then it's almost like a fondue, but with broth. It's really, really cool. That's a place that we really like to go to. And then, of course, I love ramen, so I've tried every ramen place, and I think my favorite is Jinya, which I don't know if they're local or not. Where, where are they at? Where's um, on no State one... Street and about fifty nine hundred South? Yeah, no, I, I'm not familiar with, but I I don't eat pasta. I haven't eaten. I got rid of gluten yeah, myself that's years true. ago. But have and you been I... there, Chrissy? Because I know you're a ramen. I, I love I, have... I love ramen. Don't get me wrong. I when love I ramen. Yeah, yeah. But we've been together for four years, and since you don't haven't ever eaten ramen since yeah. I've been with you we just tend to yeah. not go to those places Chrissy will go okay you're on keto now girl's not well you can have an off day you know yeah. it's, it is hard to talk about food sometimes you're like gosh it's so I haven't been there but uh <laughs> 
Mm. What about, mm. what, what would you change? Would you change anything about the area, about Salt Lake City? And when I say Salt Lake City, you know, the, the general area yeah. too, right? Yeah. I think that I would change, you know, to have ma- medical marijuana yeah, available yeah. or, you know. A, Which at we least supposedly mar- have it available. Right, or at but- least marijuana available because I come from the recovery community uh-huh. and that just means I'm, you know, I'm sober. I haven't had a drink yeah. or whatever, but I think that. You know, there's a lot of people in that community that they can't take pain medicine. They can't take other things. Like I personally use CBD. You know, mm-hmm. I think cannabis can be really used as a medicine if you use it properly. And so I think that that would be a really great change for Utah is if we could see more of that. Um, you're always going to have the people that are going to misuse something of no matter course. what. Alcohol is legal, Look right? Look at opioids. <laughs> yeah. Like, hello. Right. But I think it yeah. would solve a lot of that, you know, problem of like, hey, just yeah. Take an edible or smoke a little weed and then you're not like addicted to heroin. You know, yeah. for me, like I've seen it. I've been on the front lines, I guess, so yeah. to speak, where I've seen how addiction ruins life and how addiction almost ruined my life. Like that's part of my comeback story is like I was went through a huge um, time in my life or, you know, a huge bottom in my life where I was drinking myself to death. And so, you know, I had to give that up and I had to find a way to live life. And there's a lot of people that are in that same boat and they find drugs or alcohol. And I think that medical marijuana could be used in the right way, you know, to alleviate some of those problems of pain and and anxiety that we use medicine or pharmaceuticals for. On that same tip, really quick, Kelly, is, is I like that we're just even talking about it as, a, as people, as a nation on Facebook, on Twitter, online, at work. I remember there was a time when you couldn't talk about yeah. it, really. Otherwise, you would be labeled as a bad person. It's like, now at least let's talk about it. Like, let's make this so we can test it and do some scientific research on it, which I think might open up some of our eyes. Because I think there's a lot of us that are like, not me necessarily, but I know that there's a lot of people out there that are like, well, I'd like it to believe that it could do good, yeah. but I don't know. And so they just need some facts in front of them. I think you just need to educate yeah. yourself. Yeah. And, you know, I think I'm actually being very bold right now by saying that because I'm in recovery and yeah. there's, a, there's a big part of the recovery community that like, well, a drug is a drug is a drug. And I totally agree with that. If you're using it as a drug, if you're wanting to use it, misuse it, I can, I mean, my problem was alcohol and that's completely yeah. legal, right? Yeah. Like, so it's really the intention behind it. So I feel like me even saying that's going to give, you yeah. know, give me a lot of pushback. No, I think people understand. Slack, but you know, I think that I've also seen people use cannabis, cannabis in the way in it's as a medicine, you know, and it's been very helpful, especially people that have chronic pain. I mean, yeah. I can't imagine mm-hmm. I will, do, I'll say that on air, you know, if I ever get to that place of chronic pain, I will definitely smoke or use medical marijuana before I would ever pick up a pill, you yeah. know? Well, yeah. pills can get scary. And I mean, mis- you talk really about misusing. Scary. I mean, people misuse food, <laughs> people misuse anything, uh, uh, you know, watching too much TV, oh, watching yeah. too many movies, yep. watch clothes shopping. I don't know. Yeah, anyway, what's your but, intention? Yeah, what's your, what's what did your you advice? point to me when you said close? No, shopping? I didn't. <laughs> Frizzy's the, the last girl that you know. She that's one anyway. Anyway, well, <laughs> let's, anyway, let's get this, this show. It's it's been an honor to have you on the podcast, Kelly. It's like to 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 bring you through here and and sit down with you, get to know you a little bit better. Uh, I know we just kind of touched briefly on everything, and yeah. and. Uh, what is the, what's your website? Like people can go to your website, right? Or connect yes. with you on social media if they want to find out more about you, connect with you. What's all that? 
I think the best, well, first of all, I want to say thank you guys yeah, yeah. so much. I was so excited when you asked me and I was just yeah. like, oh my gosh, what an honor and a privilege yeah. to be sharing the space with you. So thank you. You're welcome. Um, but if you want to find out more about me or you want to connect, or you want to just come hang out with me in my Facebook group, um, you can go to my website, which is kellylove.com and I'll spell it. Yeah. It's K-E-L-E-E. L-O-V-E dot com. And there it will have a link to go right to my Facebook group, all my social media, as well as the programs that I offer. And before we completely wrap up, was there anything that you were hoping that we would talk about that we didn't talk about? That way, no. like I like to open, be, you know, why we're no, recording. I just love talking to you guys. It's yeah. just a fun conversation. So. Very, and do you ever think you'll get your podcast going again or a I podcast so. going again? Yeah, I've had it germinating yeah. or, you know, for a while. Um, the podcast I had this last year was so fun to yeah. do. I just, there's so many lessons that I learned from doing it too, that I'm like, okay, when I do my podcast next, I'm going to oh, you you know, do learning. differently. I, 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 I'm oh, yeah. still learning doing this week after week. So it's, cool. it's, it's constantly changing and improving, right? Yeah. 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 So I definitely am going to start that. I'm hoping in the next, I, I'm hoping by this quarter it's done, but I also like to put some thought into things before yeah, well, of I course. just, Hey, guess what guys? I'm doing a podcast. So very cool. Chrissy yeah, has a final it. question she throws yes, out. I'm going to let her it. throw that out, Kelly. And again, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I always feel like I'm on the spot. <laughs> so if you could leave our listeners with one piece of life advice or a motto that you live by, what would you tell them? I would say the best thing that you can do for yourself and others is just to be your authentic self, love yourself, because, you know, we're all created unique and we all need each other. You know, like when we are not our authentic selves, we're really robbing ourselves of that true connection. And we're also robbing other people of getting to know us and maybe sharing in our gifts. Many thanks again to Kelly Love for joining us on this episode of the podcast. All the links that we mentioned in this conversation can be found with this episode show notes on our website, which can be found at IamSaltLake.com slash 418. That's for episode 418. All right. It's the first episode of the month. That means we give some love to our Patreon supporters, which I am super grateful for. You guys are really helping keep the lights on here. Your support goes so far with helping the podcast. If you would like to become a Patreon supporter, it is super easy. You can go to patreon.com slash I am Salt Lake. And just to let you know, our $5 Patreon supporters in up, you guys get episodes a little bit early. So just keep that in mind uh, if you become a Patreon supporter. All right. We got some great supporters here like John Miller, Eric Tomorrow, Jeff Hadfield, Brittany Hemingway, Will Dugdale, Brandon Hill, Alex Santi, Nicole Davison, Tim Haran, Todd Bjorkland, Mark Copeland, then we got Sana, Alan Martindale, Brett Schmidt, Jay Chambers, Christopher Heiser, Dirt in Your Skirt podcast, Margaret over there, Michelle Williams, Nikki Line, Three Irons SLC, and Nick Naylor. What a group of awesome people. I love them. I love our uh, our frontline Patreon supporters. If you would like to become a Patreon supporter, go to patreon.com slash I am Salt Lake. You can become a supporter for as little as $1. That's going to do it. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the podcast. A couple of things before we leave you today. Remember to join our Facebook group if you haven't yet. This is where you can meet other listeners of the show and find out what's going on here in Salt Lake City. You can find that really easily 
by typing in IamSaltLake.com forward slash group in your web browser, and that will forward you right to our Facebook group. All right, you guys have a great week. Remember to support local whenever possible. Give your mom a call, and we'll see you right here next week on the next episode. And good night, Grammy. Grammy.